You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com. Thank you so much for making Locked On Blue Jays your first listen of the day every day. We are free and available on all platforms, so it's pretty easy to do. And we are going to get into some happier moments, hopefully, after uh, spending the past few episodes talking about departures and basically bad-mouthing Robbie Ray on his way out of town, which I did not want to do. But I understand the reasons why Robbie Ray is now a Seattle Mariner and not a Toronto Blue Jay. And that Cy Young award that he won is always going to be Blue Jay's memorabilia right there. So I ain't too worried. But there is a reason why I wasn't too upset about Robbie Ray heading out of town. And he is the subject of today's episode. Kind of timely, given uh, a recent revelation in the news. Um, but yeah, we are going to get into uh, discussing the Blue Jays' additions in free agency. They have made um, a few additions uh, that we will get into. Um, uh, I'll be talking about most of them in the next episode. But this one is all about Kevin Gossman. Because Kevin Gossman has been uh, the Moby Dick to the front office's Ahab for so long. And it's actually remarkable how Kevin Gossman got to this point. And we're going to be discussing that a little bit and highlighting why the front office was more interested in him than Robbie Ray and bringing him back. And I touched on it a little bit in the Robbie Ray episode, but uh, just let's go over some history with Kevin Gossman. First of all, Kevin Gossman, who signed a five-year, $110 million deal, $5 million less than what Robbie Ray got from the Mariners. Um, it is an escalating deal. Um, he's going to make $21 million the first two seasons, then 22 and then 23 each of the final two seasons, taking him through his age 35 campaign, which is a pretty good haul for Gossman. Um, it's the kind of contract you would expect a fourth overall pick to sign. He was um, the fourth selection in the 2012 draft out of LSU by the Baltimore Orioles. Um, interestingly enough, from Colorado. Went to, uh, went to LSU. Like, baseball players will travel. But um, he had a very quick ascension through the Baltimore organization, as highly touted college pitchers often do. He made his debut the next year in 2013 at the age of 22. Um, functioned primarily out of the bullpen. Did get five starts in his first season. But 560-60 ERA wasn't great. Where he started establishing himself after that, though, um, as he grew more accustomed to Major League Pitching, um, he was able to put up solid middle uh, of the rotation numbers for Baltimore. 
until midway through the 2018 season when he was traded to Atlanta at the deadline. And if you want to know what Baltimore got for their former uh, fourth overall pick, um, well, a lot of Orioles fans are still kind of waiting on that. Um, they traded him in Darren O'Day for a package that included uh, Brett Cumberland, a catcher who has yet to make his uh, MLB debut, was was at AAA Norfolk this year, but hit 187. Had 10 home runs, but yeah, not great. Uh, JC Encarnacion, a third baseman slash outfielder who was released from the organization last season and spent time with York in the Atlantic League. Uh, hit 295, so maybe he can get uh, a minor league contract somewhere, but not great. Um, Evan Phillips, who um, was really bad for Baltimore, had a 736 ERA in 44 games before moving on. Uh, he was with the Rays and Dodgers last season, actually was on the Dodgers postseason roster, so at least he's good for LA, just not good for Baltimore, because of course. And uh, Bruce Zimmerman, who was Atlanta's fifth-round pick and was all right uh, last year. 504 ERA in 14 games, 4-5 and five mark, um, 56 strikeouts in 64 and a third inning. So at least Bruce Zimmerman might be something, but still, not a great deal. It looked a lot better when Kevin Gossman went to absolute garbage in 2019. Um, he was so bad for Atlanta in 2019. Um, 619 ERA over 16 stars. They dealt him off to Cincinnati. Um, basically just waved him and, and sent him packing. And uh, he was selected off waivers by Cincinnati. Um, he mostly pitched in the bullpen for them. But where he revived his career was with San Francisco. Because San Francisco gave him the opportunity to start. Gossman obviously thought of himself as a starter. Did all right in 2020, 362 ARA in 12 games, and established himself as a potential option for teams. However, San Francisco qualified him, gave him the qualifying offer, and he accepted because, of course, he would. It was $17 million. So, uh, Gossman got paid almost double what Robbie Ray did last season. Actually, did get paid double. It was 18.9 qualifying offer. I'm using outdated figures because numbers in those terms are meaningless to me. Anyway, last season is where he finally struck gold. 14-6 and six, uh, mark in 33 starts. A 2.81 ERA over 192 innings. Made his first all-star team with six in NL Cy Young voting, which is kind of remarkable when you when you think about that. Um, Corbin Burns got uh, got the award. There's just so many dominant pitchers in the NL last season between Burns and Wheeler and, and Scherzer and oh my god, like <laughs> the, there were there were a lot of options. I mean garbage person Julio Urias finished seventh. And he had 20 wins. He was the only 20-game winner last season. So, I, I wouldn't put a lot of stock into that. But Gossman was really good. And the Blue Jays pounced 
finally free of the qualifying offer. They brought him in and, you know, were happy to do so. And why were they happy to do so? And what do we make of the revelation that came from this weekend? Well, we'll discuss that, but I'm, I'm already starting to tire out a little bit. So what I need to do is reach for one of these built bars and rebuild my stamina. Built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's a part of helping you keep those New Year's resolutions. It's January 24th. Are are you keeping your resolution? Maybe built bar can help because I mean it's better than a chocolate bar. They're and they're coated in 100% real chocolate so they taste just like them, but they contain uh, anywhere from 130 to 180 calories, 4 or 5 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So much healthier and so many different flavors. I, I'm a partial to mint brownie myself, but they have so many options. You can get a mix box and get like two of a bunch of flavors like salted caramel and cherry barcia and cookies and cream and coconut almond and mint brownie. And right now they actually have the option of adding donations for five twelve, which is a program that ends child hunger in schools. So they're working for a good cause and you get to help yourself with that good cause of getting in shape. So go to built.com right now, make your selection and use that promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com and get you those tasty Built Bars in your mailbox. So, the Blue Jays paid $110 million to secure Kevin Gossman. And I'm going to be honest, I like it. I like Kevin Gossman a lot. He's already saying all the right things. He's going to be wearing number 34 for the Blue Jays because uh, number 32 was Roy Halladay's number. Obviously retired by the team, but he wore 34 in Philly. And so Gossman um, has worn 34 in the past with Baltimore and with San Francisco. He's going to keep that number because of Roy Halladay. And makes sense. Colorado boy following a Colorado boy. But, you know, that that's a quick way to my heart when you pay tribute to Doc Halladay like that. Like, Doc was my favorite player growing up. So, um... Already, already endearing himself very well. Um, but then came uh, the revelation that um, Gossman never got an offer from San Francisco. Um, said that uh, on Sunday. And, you know, um, reading through a piece that um, uh, Alex Pavlovic wrote for NBC Sports... Um, it's not surprising given the way the Giants have been conducting business. Uh, they did sign um, Anthony DiSclefani to a three-year deal, but much lower price, $36 million. Um, he said he really wanted to go back. And it makes sense for a guy who signed a qualifying offer. But Toronto had made so many overtures to Gossman and, and gave him just a ridiculous amount of money. So, makes sense. So why wouldn't the Giants make the offer? Is is it purely just the money, or is it purely because they 
they have the same questions that Blue Jays fans had about Robbie Ray. How sustainable is Kevin Gossman's success? Because, I mean, if you look at it, his profile is very similar to Ray's. Had a miserable 2019 where um, he, he just was not able to to really generate the kind of contact he needed in order to succeed. And if you go to fan graphs and and just look at what what kind of happened to get Gossman to the point where where he was run out of Atlanta essentially. Um you know, you you look at it quickly and you know, you kind of see he just wasn't um, able to keep the ball on the ground the way he was. That 2019 is an, is an anomaly for Gossman in terms of a ground ball rate. 37.5% is the lowest of his career. So, opponents were getting more loft. They were hitting more line drives against him. Um, and when, when you have that much hard contact, it's... It's a little difficult to deal with. Otherwise, the underlying numbers aren't that much different um, from from what he was able to do. His fielding independent pitching that year was actually 405. So not, not as far out of the norm as you would think. But again, the Giants not wanting to to make an offer to him and just, just letting him hit the market like that. It... I mean, their loss is Toronto's game. Because now Toronto has a co-ace. He was San Francisco's opening day starter last year because he was that good. Um, and Gossman offers some things that I think make him slightly more tangible for the Blue Jays going forward. And I'm going to get into that in a second. You can bet on it. But you can also use betonline.ag for all your online betting needs. It is the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. It's a new year. They have a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On to get started. You want to bet on the NFL playoffs? They're still going. You don't have to bet on Tom Brady anymore. He's done. You don't have to bet on Aaron Rodgers because he's done. Hilariously, get wrecked, Aaron. Go do your own research, you tool. You can bet on that. You can bet on basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, NASCAR starting up soon. You can bet on that. You can go play your favorite Vegas casino games. You don't have to wait to take advantage because betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. So go check out the amazing offers available for 2022. Use the promo code locked on to get that 50% welcome bonus and get to bet online where the game starts. You are locked on Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, getting to the crux of the matter, why Kevin Gossman is probably more palatable for the Blue Jays than Robbie Ray. It, it all has to do with 
with the style that these gentlemen both get their strikeouts. Robbie Ray is an overpowering pitcher. His fastball and his slider combine um, to wipe out batters. He relies a lot on the increased spin rate. It's why he struggled in 2019. And... He needs that to be good, to sustain success. And that's where the questions start to come in. Can he do that um, consistently as he moves forward and, and starts to lose a little velocity? We saw what happened when Robbie Ray lost velocity in 2019. He got lit up. It's why the Diamondbacks made that terrible trade that I will never not reference because it's still hilarious to me. Always will be. But if you look at Kevin Gossman's career, he has been remarkably consistent. Since he broke into the league in 2013, his fastball has sat at 95 miles per hour, almost like clockwork. He knows what's happening. Um, and then his secondary pitch is a split finger fastball that comes in at about 84 miles per hour. That has also been remarkably consistent throughout his career. He has a couple other pitches he'll dabble with. He's got a slider. He's got a changeup. But those don't see nearly as much action as the, the fastball splitter combo. And what he's able to do with that is... Just consistently place them in the strike zone. Kevin Gossman, um, his, his walk-to-strikeout ratio is remarkable. Last season, he struck out 227 batters, only walked 50. And that is a trend that has been consistent for Gossman's career. It's actually been better in recent seasons when you compare him to the Baltimore years. But that 4-1, to 5-1 um, strikeout-to-walk ratio has been on point the past couple seasons. And that is very attractive for the Blue Jays. How many starting pitchers have been trotted out there that could not find a strike zone? How many pitchers got trotted out there? Tyler Chatwood was thought of to be a relief option for this team. It has struggled with walks in the past, and that is not an issue with Kevin Gossman. And kind of plays into the philosophy of that team in general. Hyunjin Ryu was their first big signing. He is not a guy who walks a lot of batters. Or at the time, he wasn't. We'll, we'll see how he bounces back in 2022. Hopefully. There was progress made in talks today. I like that. I like progress. But, um, you look at Jose Barrios, who was, who's brought into the team. He's not a guy uh, who walks a lot of batters either. Um... Uh, sim similar ratio to Gossman last season. Four and a half strikeouts to walks. When you can keep free batters off the base paths, you are going to have success. Robbie Ray has always been a little wild. I mean, he was leading the National League in walks when the Blue Jays got him in 2020. And the home runs were always an issue. Uh, with Ray. Gave up 30 last season. Usually they were solo shots because he was pretty good at keeping guys off base. Gossman doesn't have that problem. And he has experience pitching in the AL East from his time with Baltimore. He got lit up with the Orioles. But 
as a younger pitcher like that, and, and pitching for the Orioles in general. Like, you know, things are going to happen. So we may, we may see that an uptick in those numbers and those home run numbers, but the consistency that Kevin Gossman has shown in his pitches says that what he's doing right now in San Francisco is going to be translatable and more sustainable when he comes to Toronto. And the Blue Jays are looking to keep this window open as long as possible. They signed Barrios to, to a seven-year extension. Massive. Massive. I mean, like I said, Ryu signed, signed that four-year deal. He'll still be in there. But now with Gossman in for five years, that's a one-two punch at the top of the lineup. And and that's not even including Alec Manoa. Or Manoa. I swear to God, I will I will remember to say Manoa. Or at least correct myself immediately. But Alec Manoa gives them a a potential long-term hydra atop the rotation, even if Ryu continues to fall off. And and I mean that that could be a given. Ryu's 34. I I still am happy to see him in the rotation. He could be a great number four. And then whoever steps up to be number five, whether whether he's on the 40-man roster right now or not, whatever. The Blue Jays are now locked in with their top three. And when you can put together a consistent product like that, that breeds success. Familiarity and, and consistency breeds success. And hopefully having a consistent season out of George Springer will help build that success. Hopefully getting consistent outings out of the bullpen will help that success. And we'll be talking about the newest piece of that bullpen in the next episode. So make sure you are listening to Locked On Blue Jays. Hopefully your first listen of the day. We appreciate it um, if it is. And now that you're done with this episode, why not check out Locked On Bets as your second listen? It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Check that out. Um, you can follow this podcast on Twitter and Facebook at LockedOnJays. You can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb and I'm avoiding it because spoilers are everywhere. But I may be posting photos of my new softball bat on there at some point. Got my... Got my Christmas present uh, today. Shout out to Sport Wheels in Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. Love them. They're great, great sporting good business. Free plug, free free advertising. But I uh, got got my new Wicked Knicks bat out there, and uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for the weather to warm up so I can start, you know, just bashing out there. I think I might be able to add to my career total of one home run. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, thank you again for listening. So for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at jsrunacouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And y'all take care.